Triple Whale has just launched a simple finance platform called FinHub, and I'm already loving it. One simple dashboard for all the tools and accounts you're already using, so you can gain clarity with your consolidated data, your real-time cash flow, your accrual P&Ls. It's designed to help those brands that are built on Shopify to operate smarter. So go over to triplewhale.com and check it out. And then you see out of those 100 people, a minimum of 30 people posting two to three times. And that's all for free at the end of the day, you pay them. Welcome to Hits Off. Joining me today is Taylor Legacy. I don't know if I butchered that, but one thing that you don't want to butcher is your relationships with your influencers. And whether you're just starting out and sending product to, to people with a few thousand followers or scaling an influencer program to get tons of user-generated content, Taylor has worked with tons of brands, tons of influencers. So Taylor, welcome to Pitstop. Yeah, I need to hire you to do all my intros, man. We'll get you on some business development calls with our team. But I appreciate you having me. <laughs> just show up and just do the uh, do the intro. So in terms of the intro, who are some of the, the types of brands that you've worked with? Who, What kinds of influencers do you typically see? And, and what are the, the results that say an average brand doing, say, a few hundred thousand a year in sales to a few million? would see from working with influencers relative to, to maybe other channels? So a couple questions there. Um, so household. Yeah, tons. Hor- horrible job on my my interviewing, by the way, just giving you six questions to answer. No, no, it's once. good. So so pick one, and then we'll, we'll have yeah, the discussion. Yeah, we'll take it there. one step at a time here. And just so you know, just to preface this, I can go down rabbit holes as well, so I'll be leaning on you to kind of navigate this conversation. But brands-wise, household name brands, uh, M&Ms we're currently doing. We just did a Mother's Day campaign. We're currently doing a Father's Day campaign. Looking to do some evergreen campaigns with them. Uh, Wilson Football, um, Laser Away for mm-hmm. a service business. Those are some of the more household names, I would say. But we typically predominantly focus on working with brands between the five million or two million to thirty million, really two million to thirty million e-commerce D2C brands. But it's definitely also for B two B as well. But that's a majority of the brands that we're working with at this time. So that's question one. Where should we go from there? So let's take it into the, let's get into it. Let's get into the, the meat and potatoes of it. What would you say when it comes to working with influencers that as you get started, you see that it, it's a campaign. What do brands need to have to be successful in working with, with influencers? Is it, are there certain products that do well? Is it good, clear directions of what type of, of content they're they're looking for is it look setting metrics like sales driven or versus the quality of content what do brands need to know as they get started with influencer marketing yeah it's it's just about starting the relationship with influencers in the right way and i think that's where brands get it wrong the most um and we went back and forth a little bit about this on twitter um but you need to start every influencer marketing program you can't start by reaching out to an influencer and asking for them to post about your brand immediately for compensation or an exchange like product in exchange for post starting that the relationship in that way is incredibly transactional um it's what they're used to there's nothing different about it or unique um it's redundant it's what just feeds their entire inbox every single day on end and so starting a relationship in a unique way that's relational instead of transactional 
is the key component to doing influencer marketing incredibly well that will lend itself to so much upside ROI, long-term relationships with key, key ambassadors that will be brand advocates for your brand. And I'm sure we'll dive into like step-by-step tactically what that looks like and what it can lend itself to. But I would say the biggest thing that people miss uh, on is starting that relationship with influencers in the right way and how that can be incredibly powerful mm-hmm. for their brand. So I think that's a great place to take episode one is how do you start the the relationship with with an influencer? So let's say as as a founder uh, of a business, you're scrolling Instagram, you're scrolling TikTok, and you see uh, someone you just like their style. We were talking about cooking earlier in the green room. Let's use that as an example. So let's say I've got my my burrito spices, and I find someone who just makes great great food on on Instagram. Maybe they've got 30k followers. How should I approach them to say, hey, I make these the, these salts. How can I? How would you like to use them? Yeah, we just say, hey, like say you're the you're the guy we're reaching out to, Lucas. Hey, Lucas, you know we think you're a great brand fit. We think you'd absolutely love the product that we have to offer. We love the content you consistently put out. Hey, we would love to send this product to you, no strings attached. What we mean by that is we have no expectation of you to post whatsoever. We just think you'd love this, and we want to get it in your hands. So send us your address. We'll get it right out to you. Like, that's it. That's all. Like, again, typically the dynamic these influencers are used to is a brand approaches them, sits on one side of the table. They're at the other. They have to put on their negotiation cap. It's not any sort of relationship outside of just this transaction that's taking place. Instead of that being the dynamic here, from that message and starting on that footing, I'm going to their side of the table, putting my arm around them, handing them a gift, walking away. That's it. That's all. And that's their experience with us as a first touch point. That's incredibly powerful, man. And so what we see from that typically is, well, we do this at a mass scale for the brands we're working with, by the way. So we'll reach out to 500 influencers with that message that we've identified on behalf of a brand that we see as a good Mm -hmm. fit. Um, through the lens as well of like, are these guys great video content creators? Cause that's, we're putting a lot of stock into that specifically and not everyone responds mm-hmm. to this message, but we see a minimum of a hundred. So like 20% of the people that we reach out to opt in to receive this gift free of cost. Mm-hmm. And then you see out of those hundred people, a minimum of 30 people posting two to three times. And that's all for free at the end of the day, you didn't pay them. And so you've identified authentic, genuine lovers of your product or service that you sent them and you got all these free posts and we fought for usage rights from these people. So you might get 60 to 90 assets and then repurpose across your distribution channels on your on your own side. My partner and I collectively have like 10 plus years experience in the influencer space where we've tried every single little thing you could probably imagine a part of this process, the pay for post up front, product for post up front, mixing in affiliate links, where to do these sorts of things. And basically, we don't want to allude to anything related to we want them to post at this first step of the process or at the or when they receive the actual gift. So when they receive the gift, basically, we use um, you want to create a postable experience for them, right? Obviously, in our mind, we want them to post mm-hmm. when they receive this. We're just not alluding that to that when we're communicating with them. So we get an unboxing experience for them dialed in. We use a company called Arca. That's a great outsource partner, A-R-K-A, for unboxing experiences. If you want to do handwritten notes to them, that also makes it incredibly special for them. Um, there's a company called Handwritten, literally, R-W-R-Y-T-T-E-N. So we create this very beautiful unboxing experience. We want to keep in mind and answer the question, how do we make this gift that we're sending to this individual more postable? 
And when they receive it, what will make them want to share that with their audience? So that's the frame of mind we're really keeping top of mind when sending this out. And so from there, 20% of the people opt in out of the total reach outs, and then 30% of those people are end up posting. And so, yeah, the funnel at, after they post at that point, we're following up with them for, Hey, Lucas, we're so glad that you love the gift that we sent you so much. So you're willing to share this with your audience. Hey, can we have the rights to share this? We would love to do the same and share this content with ours. Can we have the rights to do so? Following up for usage rights. And that's also a perfect touch point to offer them an affiliate link where you could say, Hey, Lucas, we would love to honor your future posts in the future where you get some sort of kickback. Hey, if you want to onboard onto our affiliate, here's here's a link to do so. Like it's an easy transition for those sorts of things after they post. Yeah, and I really like that. Make sure that they, they like the product and have that great first experience. Because if they don't have that, who who cares if they're going to sign up for the affiliate link or not? If they know that they can generate revenue, they know that they can get offered free products, they're not going to sign up for that if, it, if it's not there. I think that's a really good point of... If they want it early, they'll ask. But if not, it's another reason to to reach out and say, hey, thanks so much for the, the post. We just noticed it. By the way, here's a link here. And it gives me just a couple of ideas. I was taking a look at the ARCA packaging and just how everything looks looks super, super nice. You could even create a hidden product and have an influencer box. And I'm just going to plug a couple of sponsors here. But send it to your ShipHop Fulfillment Center and have any influencers who get this special link send it out you could have them we got connected while i was at gorgeous so use your gorgeous chat widget to dedicate a special pop-up for sending influencers to that landing page and say hey do you have any questions let us know what products you'd like to try and really having that exclusive experience before they even start uh, start doing it in that way you can test out different regions all kinds of cool stuff to really get started and streamline that process to make it special where you're giving this great unboxing experience. You're almost giving that white glove concierge service to make your your influencers and ambassadors feel special and then also getting them their product in, in time as well. Right, and exactly. So you're starting the relationship in this right way. And as you heard, like you're getting so much more out of this sort of campaign than you would if you tried to negotiate a contract upfront with these people and try to pay and try to entertain and engage that pay for post model that I firmly believe is dead because like if you listen to those numbers like yes it takes more labor potentially because you're how we do it with brands 500 people to get 100 people to opt in so you're creating 100 unboxing experiences sending that all out to basically generate 30 influencers posting two to three times but nonetheless that's all at the if you're doing this internally that's all for the cost of sending out 100 products the cogs associated with 100 products 30 influencers posting Mm -hmm. two to three times and all these people nine out of ten times are granting usage rights so 60 to 90 unique assets again 30 influencer posting two or three times organically 60 to 90 unique assets to repurpose across your own distribution channels where we see these really perform incredibly well on facebook ads specifically where you can create way more than 60 to 90 ads with through iterations and what have you that's going to cost a minimum of 30k with an influencer agency a minimum well even if you like just the cost per photos if you have people who do it at the lowest you can get for a decent photo is probably about 50 bucks plus product so i think that there's a lot of different value there that when you look at the amount of effort that it's worth versus what it would cost you just for that end result of the content plus the sales that you get 
without having to spend any ad money, you start to really see the benefits stack up and drive that ROI pretty quickly. Right, right. Like just 90 pieces of content for 50 bucks a pop. That alone is $4,500 worth of UGC for your website, email flows in, uh, in OmniSend, etc. There is such an arbitrary opportunity around the content that influencers are generating at this point. Um, like a studio shoot, five concepts turning into 30 to 40 different iterations from a studio shoot, a competitive price point for that is 15K. I just said for sending out 100 products, the cogs of your products, 60 to 90 unique assets from influencers where when you repurpose content studio shoe assets and you compare against the performance of quality UGC from the best creators on all social and influencers who've proven to be that time and time again, UGC from influencers is way more effective than studio shoe assets. It's just more organic and native to the feed. If you can get that at a less expensive price point, it's more effective, less expensive. Why wouldn't you be engaging in this model at the end of the day? Again, this this is not always going to exist. They're not always going to grant usage rights free of cost. But starting the relationship in the right way does lend itself incredibly well to doing just that at this time right now. And I agree. And I think that's a good place to wrap it up Where for the next episode. So make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you leave a five-star review. When... One, two, three, four star reviews and get out of here. Five stars and up only, please. Not not looking to bring the review the average down. So Taylor, where can people find you? We got connected on Twitter. What's your Twitter handle? Where can people find you if for some reason they don't hit subscribe for the next episode? Yes, of course. Uh, best place to find me is on Twitter, Taylor Lagace, T-A-Y-L-O-R-L-A-G-A-C-E. Uh, or just schedule a call with us at kinship.co. And that's K-Y-N-S-H-I-P.co. Awesome. Thank you so much. Make sure you're subscribed. We'll be back here tomorrow whenever the next episode gets published. on television in primetime can lead to a large number of sales. Just ask anyone who was in the tank pitching their business or the co-founder of TB12 what happened after he won the Super Bowl or whatever I'm allowed to call it in this ad for ShipBob. TB12 had four times their normal sales volume in December and they were able to get all of those orders out on time because they're partnered with ShipBob. You can partner with ShipBob too. Head to ShipBob.com, get a quote, see what difference it could make for your business. Triple Whale is doing some amazing things nowadays. They're developing just a huge range of tools to help your brand stay informed and scale. And Whale Mail is where you can get all these details. So head over to TripleWhale.com and sign up today.